Hey guys, thanks for tuning in and listening to our weekly podcast presented by Opinions Anonymous. Buckle in because we're about to have a lot of fun. Remember, everyone has an opinion and we'd love to hear yours, but ours are just so much better. Welcome to a brand new episode of Opinions Anonymous. Insert catchy tagline here for what we are. I didn't come prepared this time, but we are in our third full episode of the year. It is January 21st here as we record this. And right off the bat, a couple of things for you guys. Do want to plug, as always, our Discord server. We have a lot of fun over there. Um, check out the link in the description and come join us for a lot of conversation and add in topics that you guys would like to hear. Um, we also want to plug our YouTube channel, which is Opinions Anonymous. Some good content over there, as always. Where else are you going to catch the Nooner on video? N- nowhere. So go check it out. Subscribe. Make sure you leave likes for all the videos. All that kinds of stuff that YouTubers always say. Okay, with those great plugs out of the way, clearly well-thought-out plugs... Uh, we'll get to who's joining me today. I, of course, am Andy, and joining me, first off, the godfather of Opinions Anonymous, or one of the godfathers of Opinions Anonymous. We have, of course, the original Luke. How are you, Luke? Uh, great. I had a birthday this past week, and neither of you texted me happy birthday, so that was cool. Obviously, we were both saving it for this exact moment because we figured it would be better to get your genuine reaction on the pod. So, yeah, happy birthday. Naturally, duh. I was oh, waiting yeah. for you. I was, I was you. waiting for you to speak before I said something. But Okay, and also joining me, he is our, our resident wrestling booker, wrestling theater booker, perhaps. Uh, we have Other Luke. Other Luke, how are you? I, I'm good. I just want to explain to Luke why I missed his birthday. Along with everyone else, I got the 7 a.m. push notification from Facebook that it was his birthday. I'm not ready to open my eyes at 7 a.m., let alone tell you happy <laughs> birthday. So I thought, I'll wait until the afternoon when it's slowed down so that it means something. And then I didn't realize until the next day that I had failed to do so. And it's like, ah, can't take it back now. We'll just roll on, try again next year. Yeah. There's always next year. Uh, I'm going to piggyback on that excuse and say that I don't, I don't have Facebook. So I couldn't possibly have known. Yeah, it's fine, guys. It's fine. No, actually edit all that out. No, of course, we, we both texted you happy birthday, I think. It probably just got <laughs> lost in the shuffle of all the other hundreds and hundreds of happy birthday text messages. Yes, very, very got much lost so. in the same place where your replies to us were about hanging <laughs> out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you missed that joke, uh, check out the Discord server where we definitely covered that. Okay, I, I don't think we have anything anything special up top before we get to dive into this week's listener emails. All right. First email, Sharon wrote in and said, on this day in 1992, Ozzy Osbourne bit the head off of a bat on stage. She wants to know if this happened today, what would the reaction be? Would the internet break? So I think one thing that we probably need to take into account with this, if 
there's a, there's a lot of things to unpack, right? Because if it's like uh, the 1992 version of Ozzy Osbourne biting the head off a bat on stage, but it's just like in the current social media climate, I think it would be pretty crazy. Like 1992, he was still, you know, pretty active touring, I think. So, you know, he was still like a relevant star. And you also didn't have 20 years of post biting the head off of Ozzy Osbourne where you're just like, this guy doesn't, does not know what's going on anymore. Yeah. Right. So it, in that regard, it would be crazy. Now, if current, like current history, Ozzy Osbourne, like went out, performed, actually, actually just him performing might be the craziest thing. I don't know a lot about <laughs> what he's doing these days other than just being Ozzy Osbourne. I don't know if he performs, so that might be a big news. But if he bit the head off a bat now, we'd just be like, it would be like a thing for a day and then be like, all right, we're, we're done with this. I, I guess what if maybe this never happened and then all of a sudden just Justin Bieber bites the head off of a bat? <laughs> I think that's that's probably an entirely different scenario. <laughs> I think Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne probably, you know, had, had a little bit of a a heavy metal reputation. So it, it seemed a little more in line with what he was. My doing. point still remains. <laughs> I think Bieber would be crazy. That would be that would be the craziest thing that's ever happened on stage. <laughs> the first thing that came to mind with this was how much PETA would crucify him in yeah. this oh, day yeah. and age. But I also have to think of with social media, with everybody trying to get views, like I almost feel like this would be like a I feel like in 92 when he did it, people started like worshiping him like, oh, my gosh, he's so awesome. Whereas if it happened today, yeah, it would show up on your timeline. But you'd just be like, what the fuck? That's pretty weird. And then move on. Like, I don't think it would <laughs> be this career defining moment. I'd retweet it. <laughs> yeah, it would definitely be be viral. Imagine what a great TikTok that would be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Clearly, I know a lot about how TikTok works. <laughs> I think high school girls just like dance or something. I don't know. Legally, I can't really say anything about that, I think. <laughs> I think it's best if I just don't comment. <laughs> probably move on. My lawyers have advised me not to comment. <laughs> okay, next email. We have Martha. She writes in and says that there's a new candle that she loves. Awesome. Uh, I love candles, too. Uh, it is the Gwyneth Paltrow vagina scented candle that's just hit the shelves. Martha wants to know what would be the worst scented candle ever, uh, or, or maybe just our thoughts on that overall as well. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Heather <laughs> Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm almost nervous to take this one. Uh, <laughs> interesting. I hadn't heard of this, so I had to Google it to see if you guys were just yanking my chain that this actually existed. And it does. But I mean, it's even worse than that. This isn't the weirdest thing that Gwyneth Paltrow's done. She's <laughs> got like vaginal steaming and $15,000 dildos and sex dust like Apparently she does some weird shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. what's that? What's that sex dust do? 
<laughs> I was really interested in that too, but just didn't say anything. <laughs> just, just in quotation marks. I, I do not have details. <laughs> uh, I have to ask: Am I the only one that's like kind of curious what this smells like? Oh no, definitely, definitely very curious. <laughs> it's got it's got rave reviews. Like yeah, everybody's raving about this. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'll. I thought maybe one of you two would buy it for me for my birthday. <laughs> well, it, you know, takes a while for things to move through the mail, so <laughs> just wait and see. Yeah. Actually, at the time I looked it up, it was sold out. <laughs> oh, naturally. Go figure. That's just good marketing. Uh, Mar- to answer Martha's other question, I would say the worst scented candle ever would be like the Jelly Belly package that has like barf and grass clippings and all those nasty flavors in there any any of those would be pretty bad do you think you could just buy a package of those and melt them down (laughs) and then throw a wick in it and it would that would work much like a candle yeah probably be just as disgusting i think the question that's on all, all of our minds is whose whose vagina is it scented like (laughs) Uh, hers, I think. Do we do we know? Is this is Gwyneth Paltrow like this is my scent? <laughs> Smell it. I I actually think like somebody brought the scent to her and she told them this smells like my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, uh, gross for one. <laughs> Second, this is a great, that's a great idea. That's, that's the name of it right there. Slap a sticker on this thing and we're good to go. Uh, what would the reaction be if I released a candle that was like, this is my sack smell? Well, you'd have one customer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is this before or after a pickup game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah, the ever popular taint. Candle <laughs> now available. Now available from Yankee Candle. Uh, I've got a couple. I've got a few ideas for worse scented candle. I think. Uh, I think an easy one would be like, like Roadkill. That seems like it'd be pretty pretty terrible. Uh, my other my other options would be either me after a morning coffee. <laughs> or me the day after Taco Bell. I think both of those would be not great. Wouldn't necessarily fly off the shelves. So I think I've been well known to hate chocolate as well as absolutely hating the smell of it. Have you guys ever smelled a chocolate candle and thought, hmm, that was good? Because I think a chocolate candle is the only smell I hate worse than chocolate. I've never smelled one, but like artificial chocolate like that does seem like a pretty bad idea. We have a peppermint candle right now that's pretty disgusting. Is it nugget flavored? (laughs) (laughs) I guess flavored probably isn't the right word for a candle, but you get what I mean. Call call back to, I don't know, season one. (laughs) Yeah, God only knows when that was, like two years ago. Before my time here, but I still appreciate the content. (laughs) 
<laughs> Our last email, Kurt wrote in and said, The Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, Nine Inch Nails, and the Notorious B.I.G. headlined the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees this year. Kurt wants to know which lesser-known band would we induct to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, well, I've got one for this. I imagine they're probably not in the Hall of Fame, considering the uh, the lineup that's going in this year. I wouldn't say necessarily like lesser known, but this would be a band that like is probably will never really be up for induction into the Hall of Fame, even though they've they've been active for a really long time. They've released a ton of albums over the year. Uh, but my favorite band is Modest Mouse, and I think I, I would really like to see them get in um they're they're really i mean they've just done a a lot uh like i said pretty prolific in terms of like just number of songs they've released and albums released and they're really cool because they've been through like a few different phases really and kind of morphed a lot over the the past you know like 30 years almost so i, I think they would be a really interesting band to put in yeah, I agree with Andy about not really knowing what lesser known bands should go in because I'm I feel like he probably listens to a lot of stuff that's less mainstream than I listen to. But most of my favorite bands are like in the nineties. So for some reason the first one that came to my mind was the Bare Naked Ladies. Ooh, oh, hell yeah. Like I... they have to put a smile on your face like every time a Bare Naked Ladies song comes. Even just saying their name puts a smile on your face. So that that was who I thought of to put in there. Love it. Love it. I actually, no joke, was today uh, found out that a band that I like was going to be playing in uh, in Columbus, Ohio in like uh, April or March or something like that. So I was like, oh, let me check out tickets for that. And I opened up my Ticketmaster app and one of the suggested, like recommended uh, events for me was the Bare Naked Ladies playing in Cincinnati this summer and I haven't bought the tickets yet, but it, it could definitely happen. So uh, I wholeheartedly agree with that assessment. Uh, for me, it's the first thing that came to mind was Donnie trumpet and the social experiment. And the reason why is because they used to release Free albums. Uh, and actually, one of the lead people in the band is Chance the Rapper, who has kind of blown up, become mainstream, but also never signed to a label and releases all of his albums for free and takes his money and donates it elsewhere. But uh, back when they were Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment, uh, they they released kind of an album that was pretty cool and, and very unknown back in the time, back in the day. But uh, that would be my inductee. And it, you know, it does include Chance the Rapper, who is one of my favorites. So it, it gets him in there as well. I like it. Um, interesting kind of follow-up question for you. How, how do you feel about Chance the Rapper's new material? Uh, I liked his older stuff a little bit better. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like artists always try to keep up with the times and their music gets worse. I, I just released a lengthy blog reviewing Eminem's new album, and that was kind of one of my points where Eminem tried to change his music to keep up with the times, and I thought it got a lot worse. So I, I like when an artist sticks with their music and 
some of that he still does, but a lot of it he's he's kind of tried to change. So um, it's gotten worse in my opinion, but there's still some good stuff out there. I think it's tough for like a I, I don't want to necessarily like stereotype an entire genre of music, but when like I think it's tough for rap music to um to evolve as well because it's so it's so lyrically driven yeah right and you've just had you've had a lot of different waves of different you know different lyrical styles and if you come up in, in one and then try to you know continue to be relevant and there's a lot of changing things like eminem of course right when he first came out was very controversial very non-pc and not that rap music is PC now, but there's just a lot of things that like you wouldn't, you couldn't say, or you couldn't, you know, have as much success with in the current climate. So it it does kind of, I feel like that is, is kind of a limiting factor for that. But there's like, I mean, if you think about, I mean, I said Modest Mouse as an example, but a lot of like rock bands they start off with one sound and then a lot of it is there's there's some evolving sound and yeah a lot of times people still do like the the older stuff better but i feel like with that where there's there's less lyrical focus you can kind of just expand your sound a little bit right and, and kind of broaden those horizons while you you don't really have to change your lyrical style very much and it's just like an advantage to to aging well over time, I guess, or can not not aging well because the original music stays the same, but being able to, uh, I guess, release uh, release material that's that's still like well accepted, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of rock bands are somewhat similar. So bands like Panic at the Disco, even Blink One Eighty Two to an extent. A lot of those they mm -hmm. seem to have Good one. Example one bad album and then they like disappear off the face of the earth and now they're back and it's back kind of with their old sound again uh to where they're they maybe gave up on changing with the times and tried to go back to what made them popular in the first place yeah and to use a kind of a, a counter example you have like Radiohead, I think over the years, is I'm not very well schooled in Radiohead, but they've done a lot of a lot, a lot of uh, progressing throughout the years as they've released albums, and I think for the most part, their fan base kind of still views them in a very positive light, where it just doesn't happen with bands like you said, Blink 182, uh, and losing members of the band, stuff like that yeah. certainly hurts as well. But it is it, it's tough. Any way you slice it, but I, I think there is just a certain example to being a, you know, an instrumental based band, I guess. So those are three bands that we would induct into the Hall of Fame. And we're going to transition to our top three. And Josh asked us about five months ago what our top three songs of the 80s are. So today, Josh, <laughs> we thought we would we would finally tackle this for you. Other Luke, why don't you lead us off? Oh, an another another caller, first caller of the new season. I think that's very exciting. Hang on, let me let me hit the answer button here. Uh, hello, this is Andy at Opinions Anonymous. Hey guys, it's uh, Ricky here. 
And, and, and boy, do I love the 80s. I, I love the 80s so much. I, I have a seven-disc CD collection that you don't want to miss. That's right. It's totally 80s. Hits, volume two. This CD will have you pulling out those denim jackets and cranking up your stereo. Uh, check out this CD set. I'm, I'm going to play a few songs here for you guys off this CD set. Uh, we're going to start... We're going to start with uh, one of the classics, this this classic song that I know you all remember called Andy, Will You Please Be Mine? Well, I wasn't expecting a telemarketer, but OK, this should be interesting. Hey. I saw your dating profile It looks like you've been searching for quite a while I know you've probably heard this from others before I'm a nice girl like your mom once I'm not a whore Andy, please give me your number I need to make you mine Andy, give me just one chance Andy, will you please be mine? Andy, will you please be mine? I will give you a wild ride I will give you a wild ride Wow! Wow! What a tune! Who could forget one that? One of my old favorites. Classics. Yeah, yeah. Who could forget or hear that? That is <laughs> classic. Well, I mean, don't worry. There's <laughs> it was. there's more than one song on this album. the The second one that we're gonna get a little listen to is is called. It's almost like a look into the future for the '80s. It's called "2020 Dating." Here it is. Checking girls out at the bar. Walking up to get the number, didn't get very far. Checking girls out at the mall. Yeah, yeah, get away from me, you freak, you're too tall. Strike out a Target and even Kohl's Can we get a bite at the funeral home? I can't find love forever alone Then I sat on the couch and I pulled out my phone Bumble tender, okay Cupid How many can I join? I feel stupid Christian mingle, farmers only Coffee meets bagel, now I'm lonely You've got a match message too. My face lightens up. I'm not feeling so blue. Linda seems cool, but Jonah's just right. I've got a date tonight. I'm gonna hit that tonight. Ooh, hit that high note. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. Another old favorite. Yes. And Andy, that one, it might have sounded like it, but that one wasn't even aimed at you. Weird. Well, how could it be? I wasn't born in the 80s. One more uh, classic tonight, and this is really a podcast favorite. Uh, I'm going to let you listen to the classic. 
Yeah, I'm not going to tell you the name of this one. I'm just going to just going to stop talking and let you listen. Okay. Pulled around to the little screen I looked for items that I'd never seen My heart was beating strong My chub was getting long And I knew it wouldn't be long Until it was with me, yeah me And I knew I couldn't go wrong I ordered with glee, yeah glee Saying I love Taco Bell Crunch wrap supreme and potatoes, baby. I love Taco Bell. Steak, quesadilla, and gordita crunch. Yeah! Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> you don't want to miss Totally 80s, the hits, volume two. We wish we could play some more snippets for you, but you got to buy the album. All right. That's all I needed, guys. This was Ricky, and don't forget to check out Totally 80s Hits, volume two. Wow. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in, Ricky. I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you overcame your lisp towards the end of that as well. That was quite quite amazing. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, pretty good uh, good callback to the beginning of this or one of the last emails about scented candles with that last song. But uh, wow, what a, what a what a great caller we had there. Really appreciate that, Ricky. Uh, with that, man, hard, hard, hard to not choose those three songs as your top three, but, uh, who wants to lead us off with their top three? Yeah, I'll go ahead and go because I did not list many honorable mentions and Ricky just took three of my songs. (laughs) Bam. So kind of, kind of coming, coming at this on the fly. I think number three, I'm going to go with Master of Puppets by Metallica. Whoa. Did not, not see that one you expected, from you. but I this is a song I went through a big Metallica phase, loved Master of Puppets. There was actually a time in college where I listened to the string quartet a lot because if I heard mm-hmm. lyrics, I would sing along to the song. So I listened to the string quartet who did a bunch of Metallica covers. And I remember one time being in the computer lab and I cranked it up, I had my headphones in. Obviously, this is like an eight-minute song. I was probably five minutes in, realized that my headphones weren't plugged into my phone. <laughs> so I had just been blaring Master of Puppets, played by the string quartet for five minutes. So I quickly packed up my things, left, and walked into the computer lab that was next door. But nice, good cover. But yes, Master of Puppets by Metallica, fantastic song. Not really thought of as an 80s song, but it was released in 86. Very nice. Uh, Luke, or excuse me, other Luke, if you enjoy the string quartet covers, uh, I do know of a guy on YouTube. His name is Rob Scallon, uh, who does some awesome like heavy metal covers with a lot of random instruments and and does a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I recommend checking him out. I definitely just wrote down his name with no clue what that last name was, but I'm sure I can figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my top two songs here, not going to be similar to Master of Puppets. 
I'm not saying these are the best two songs of the eighties, but these are two songs that when I'm drunk, I don't know two better <laughs> songs to possibly sing. My, wait, before you say these, I, I'm going to guess Bruce, the piano man has a hand oh. in a couple of these. Oh, Bruce. He's, he's got a hand on my heart is what he has. <laughs> my dude. Um, number two, I'm going to go with come on. Eileen by Dexie's midnight runners. <laughs> yes. Yes. You can Great yell it, choice. scream it. Half the words are gibberish anyways, so you don't have to know the lyrics. So I I just think that it's a fantastic song. If you actually look at what the lyrics are, it's pretty creepy. But we can just ignore that. Yeah, it is absolute nonsense, but it is an a, a jam for sure. <laughs> and with my number one, and I know it's a cop out. And, oh, everybody picks that. It's not cool. I don't give a shit. I'm picking Africa by Toto. Uh, how could you not? Somebody had to. Yeah, I... I don't care if it's the easy, like the obvious pick is obvious for a reason. So I took it. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's one of two songs that I specifically think of when I think of 80s music. Um, and I think we'll definitely probably get to the other one at some point here. But yeah, that nothing beats Africa. It's so good. And yeah, I. Even sober, I, I have no problems blaring it at the top of my lungs. Dun, dun, so. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm going to... Right? Luke, before you get into yours, I, I will say, I'm going to take a very hard line stance right now against the Weezer version of Africa by Toto. It has no place being played on the radio at any point in time. If you're going to play Africa, you play it by Toto. I, I'm going to mostly agree. Like, I don't mind it, but if you have the option, there's no discussion. It's obviously mm -hmm. Toto. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Jumping into my top three, I, I'm going to, I think I'm going to start with this at number three. It's either a, you love it or hate it. And another Luke, I thought you were going here. Uh, maybe a little controversial. Maybe it's uh Hey, you always pick it, but don't stop believing by journey. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Okay, okay. Not not one of the ones that I had in mind for uh, like my quintessential eighty songs, but it definitely belongs. That's probably in the top five of of songs you think of for for the eighties. Yeah, uh, number two on my list, just an all time banger, classic for so many reasons. The lion sleeps tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking would i'm just like, i'm not even mad i'm upset that i didn't yes, pay attention you, to that being in the 80s you should be you should be and number one on my list gonna take a hard line <laughs> stance against the timon and pumba version yeah. of the lion <laughs> no kidding kidding they're both welcome and number one on my list is a little uh, a little song that's near and dear to my heart as well, without a paddle reference, uh, 38 Special, Hold On Loosely. <laughs> yes! Nice! Yes! Oh, goodness. Some of my, uh, the, the Purdue family out there will probably uh, be very happy to hear that one. Very good choice. That was uh, that was a, a quintessential part of our party playlist for a long time. Love it. Good job. Good job, you guys. Um, okay, I guess it's I guess it's my turn to uh, 
narrow this list down to just three, <laughs> this is is going to be near impossible. Um, okay, for my number three, I'm going to choose. Ooh, boy. I'm going to choose. <laughs> let's do, let's start with number three. Uh, men at work land down under. <laughs> I think this is, I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's like a meme <laughs> song when you think about it. Cause it's just so, it's just crazy, but it is, is wonderful. I, uh, it, it's a great song for like random references and conversation. I think sometimes, which is really good, but just a, a, a ton of fun laying down under. Yeah, kind of like I said with the Bare Naked Ladies, like it's one of those songs where you can't help but smile. Even if you think it's the dumbest thing in the world, like it's going to put a smile on your face because it's fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and if I wasn't totally blanking, I would give you a couple examples of like lines that come up in casual conversation that I follow up with a line from the song and then people stare at me, but, but you I'm not going to do smile that right and now. give people a Vegemite sandwich, a Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> only when they ask if, if uh, or only when I ask if they're speaking my language. <laughs> um, all right. Um, my number two, damn, this is tough. I really should start ranking these instead of just writing down a huge list. Um, but if I'm going, if I'm going with, yeah, you guys won't hate on me too much for like leaving some of these as honorable mentions. I'm going to go with my heart on this and go with uh, my number two, Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bengals. <laughs> Luke, I imagine that you love this song. Uh, just brings you happy thoughts of your favorite NFL team, even though it's B-A-N-G-L-E-S, yeah. Bengals, not, that, you know, that gets, Bengals like the Cincinnati Bengals. gets a but. pass for that reason. <laughs> it's a, it's a wonderful song. It's got some great dance moves. Who 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 doesn't love walking like an Egyptian in the middle of a dance floor? It's great. <laughs> um all right, and my number one, I actually do have a clear number one out of all of these, and it's randomly it's not it's not even like I feel like the 80s songs are great for like when you're in college, right? But this isn't even a song that we used to play all the time then. It's something that like I've come around on recently. Uh, it's dancing on the ceiling by Lionel Richie. And I don't know, I don't know what it is about it. There's just something about that song that, that just scratches an itch for me. And I absolutely love it. Over the past like five years, I've, I've fallen in love with that song. And it's by far my number one 80s song. Okay. With that, no, I, I'll get your guys honorable mentions first. Yeah. I'll I'll throw in some of mine. I there's some very popular ones like Jack and Diane, Sweet Child of Mine, Eye of the Tiger. I, not necessarily my favorites, uh, but a couple that I want to mention: Prince, Nothing Compares to You, which is actually a song that's been remade, but just uh, oh, yeah. the the original. Uh, interesting. Uh, Starship, We Built This City was always a classic. Uh, Toy Soldiers by I think it's Martica, but it's one that Eminem sampled a few years ago. Uh, just a, a kind of a cool '80s hit. And the last one, I know you guys won't have any issues with this. Under the Sea actually came out in the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> Under the sea. Under the sea. 
<laughs> Second Disney song on the yes, list. Yes. Very nice. Other Luke. All solid choices. Uh, I I didn't do too many honorable mentions here, so I'm just going to mention two. Yep. Uh, the first one, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. I actually had beat it as my uh, as one of my honorable mentions. Yeah, I couldn't leave MJ off of there. Yeah, I mean, it, anything you pick of his, you could you could put as one of the best songs, and you probably have an argument. And to really change it up and go completely different than anything I've said so far, <laughs> time after time by Cindy Lauper. Time after time. I don't know yeah, why, choice. but that song just gets me. <laughs> No, it's great. Also, like the the great thing about picking 80s songs is like it almost invites you to go really cheesy because I don't know, that's just kind of how I feel music was back then. There's just a lot of cheesy songs that maybe became cheesy because they're from so long ago or maybe that was just the style, but that's a great pick. Yeah, I have, I also have to give a little extra shout out to Cindy Lauper. Like wrestling would not be <laughs> as mainstream if it wasn't for her. The whole rock and wrestling thing. Like she did a lot back in the eighties to bring it mainstream. No, I'm not even joking. And then to top that off in all, like all of her music videos, she cast captain Lou Albano as her dad. And I want to give a shout out. I know we're doing best songs of the eighties, but if you want the best music video of the eighties, that is going to go to The Goonies Are Good Enough by Cyndi Lauper, a song on The Goonies soundtrack, obviously. <laughs> has yeah, Captain dog. Lou Albano, Classy Freddie Blassie, Rowdy Roddy Piper, The Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, all of these old wrestlers in it. Fantastic music. <laughs> oh, man. I Really, it, it's telegraphed just by the fact that it's you picking, but <laughs> should have known that there was going to be some wrestling connection with, with your list. Had to be. Okay, uh, I'll run through my huge list of honorable mentions here. Uh, the one the one other song that I th was thinking of as a quintessential 80s song that I'm surprised nobody mentioned, uh, Take On Me by AHA. I think that's, oh, that's my number one, like the song that, I, that pops in my head when I think of 80s songs. Um... Let's see. We've got Hungry Like, like the Wolf by Duran Duran, <laughs> the, uh, the band So Nice They Named It Twice. Um, of course, I threw another Men at Work song on here, Overkill, because it's just a song I really love. I don't know if it's uh, like as far as like the like pantheon of 80 songs. It's probably not very high up, but it's a good song. Um, Safety Dance. Yeah. Men Without Hats. <laughs> S, 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 A, 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 F, F, Great song. Uh, <laughs> this this one we've done a lot of movie related songs. How could we leave off Kenny Loggins' "Danger Zone" from <laughs> Top Gun? Come on! Uh, oh, and another one, "The Power of Love" by Huey Lewis from Back to the Future. Great movie song. Uh, Luke, you, sorry, <laughs> very confusing. Other Luke, you're gonna love this one. I think "99 Luft Balloons" by Nina. Oh. <laughs> oh yes and it's got to be the loof balloons it's got to be yeah it's it's either it's either the german version or the version by the band goldfinger from like the early 2000s ska version which is is kind of shitty but is fun all right um i remember <laughs> i remember don't worry 
in the air tonight. Phil Collins, come on. Uh, I've got, okay, I'll run through the rest of them pretty quick. I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. Really good. Uh, Living on a Prayer, Bon Jovi. Um, I put a bunch of U2 stuff on here because I actually like U2. So I put uh, With or Without You, Where the Streets Have No Name, Sunday Bloody Sunday. Uh, Sister Christian by Night Ranger. Oh, had a, ooh, nice. that, that was almost that was almost in my top three. That was probably my number four. And then what would an 80s list be without never going to give you up, <laughs> never going to let you down, never going to turn around and hurt you. Never going to give you up. The, the memest of all meme songs. All right. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Hey, uh, I love that. Uh, what a great top three. Josh, maybe you can send uh, another list and in five months we'll do it. Actually, I have a feeling Josh is going to hate all of our picks, so he may <laughs> not talk to us for a while. <laughs> I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I tried to I tried to make my honorable mentions pretty, uh, pretty as long as normal, but just throw in a lot of popular stuff just because. But. He's not really the type to just choose the straight up popular stuff. So maybe that was the wrong way to go. All right. That was our top three this week. And again, thank you to Josh for sending that suggestion over. Uh, here this time of year, it's it's winter. It's very cold out there. Temperature today was 25 degrees, but the, the wind chill was 10. Uh, I, opinion of the week this week. I think that wind chills and heat indexes are a ridiculous made-up thing to make weather people seem more important. I mean, if it's 10 degrees, if it feels like 10 degrees out, isn't it just 10 degrees out? If the heat index is 110, isn't it just 110 out? Why is real feel and temperature different? I realize temperature is something that is measurable, but then how are we getting to the other temperatures? Is it just a guess? I I think it's blasphemy. It's It's really... <laughs> It's weird to me. I, I don't care so, so hard about this, <laughs> but I love that you're worked up about it. I, and the, But the reason that I don't care about it is because when was the last time that you saw like an, an actual temperature and then saw the wind chill and it changed anything about your behavior at all? Like if it's 10 degrees and then it's windy, so it's like, oh, but the, the wind chill takes it down to negative 10. You're not going to be like, well, let me put my negative 10 degree <laughs> gear on because it's the same as your 10 degree gear. Like it's never been it's never been 50 degrees, but the wind chill makes it like five right to where you would vastly change what you're wearing. That makes no sense to me. The same thing with like the heat index, right? If your heat in index is 110 that means your actual temperature is like 95. You're not going from like, oh, maybe I need like a light jacket to, oh, whoa, heat index is way up there. The humidity is crazy. I'm going, I'm going shorts in the tank. Like it just doesn't matter, right? I know like the heat index has mattered like during two a days in football in high school. That's about the last time I can really remember it making a difference. But I, I'm going to I'm not as angry about it as Luke I don't think or as worked up but I definitely agree that it's completely stupid. If it feels like 10 it is 10. Okay. Although here in the Midwest we are famous for saying 
oh, it wouldn't feel too bad if it wasn't for the wind. <laughs> so I guess maybe around here it is more important to have the two temperatures. It's not a bad point. It's it's more of a like, I don't know, for me, that's that's a, uh, just like a coping mechanism. It's not really anything, right? Like, like oh, it'd be better if it was if it wasn't windy it's like well yeah that's true but it would still be like crazy cold and it would still suck ass outside that, i get is there something that's telling what the wind chill is like is there a device or is that just taking we think it's 25 mile an hour wind that would reduce the temperature by x and there's your wind chill uh so luke how did this how did this come about is this just a you're tired sick and tired of seeing it on the weather channel or what what causes your anger at this i guess is the the yeah i mean i've always just wondered that if it feels like a temperature outside why it's not just that temperature i mean if if it feels like i i agree Mm -hmm. with you that it's not going to change mindsets but if it feels like 10 to me it's 10 like it's not 25 but we're gonna say it feels like 10 because it's a little windy today no, if it's windy, the temperature's probably lower and it's probably 10. Like, I just, it, it bothers me that I guess we have to have it. I mean, I, I would rather it just be 10 and we don't have to worry about wind chill. And if the wind stops blowing, maybe the temperature goes up to 15. It's almost like the 25 is just an arbitrary yeah. number. Like, it's not really, oh, it's dumb that we have it. It's just like, why? There's no purpose. Something's for it. made up and somebody's doing extra work. I would guess that the actual temperature by degrees is like what would show up if you put a thermometer outside. But the I, I, there's something about the feel of the wind that actually makes it feel colder. Like they're they're not measuring the temperature in like an isolate. They don't put a like a cube out there that blocks the wind from the thermometer, so it doesn't doesn't take the wind into account, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. So how are we coming up with that number? Is it just a a random guess? Oh, I'm sure there's some bullshit formula. It's a lot like advanced stats <laughs> in baseball. We're not really sure what runs created means or how it's calculated or what my weighted on base percentage is. But it's someone, some smart guys doing it for us. All right. Maybe I should be a weatherman. <laughs> But I guess we'll I guess we'll agree to not we don't even really have differing opinions on no. this. We're just more degrees of <laughs> mad about it, I guess. <laughs> no, no one's we're I'm not arguing against you, Luke, but I just have a hard time giving There's shit. agree and I don't care. Agree strongly and I don't care, and I'm just super pissed off about it. <laughs> yeah, when they give you when they we do the survey about it on that like five point scale of strongly disagree to strongly agree i'll be a three other luke's a four and you're just a five (laughs) all right folks so speaking of things that are a five why not go and rate opinions anonymous on apple podcasts on the google play store why not go rate it five stars we definitely should rate it five stars. So that's those are places where you can uh, you can find us. You can also you can also leave a review for us, uh, and we'll read it on the air. Actually, have a review this this week that I'm excited to read. It's definitely not from almost a full year ago, but it does come to us from reviewer eight three three six. 
must be a professional reviewer. That's a lot of clout <laughs> for this type of podcast. Anyway, reviewer says, a funny panel made up of friends discussing sports, movies, current events, and random topics. The best part is how much they clearly love each other. Aw. Flaws and all. Okay. <laughs> and how they balance self-deprecation and railing one another. Sorry, railing on one another oh, no. with uh. alarming confidence in their sometimes overly developed opinions. <laughs> Whoa, hitting the nail on the head there. Uh, this podcast is nothing if not thoughtful, even when clearly winged and will appeal to nerdy overanalyzers. Uh, I mean, that is someone who has really researched this podcast. So long one, but thank you very much, reviewer 8336. For a second, I thought they were tuned in back when we had the video and we were railing each other. <laughs> God, God, I hope not. Uh, okay, well, anyway, so with that, uh, go ahead and leave us a review. We will read it. Um, and, of course, much like two weeks ago, we do have a bonus for each five-star review that we get this week. Uh, we'll add one pick to our top three for next week. So leave a bunch <laughs> of five-star reviews and you can get a list that's that's a top ten or something like that. Uh, and I have our current number of ratings, which I will not say. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and leave a five-star review. Uh, make sure, I also want to plug a couple of other things, our social media, our Twitter account, at Opinions and on Pod, um, and our Facebook page, Opinions Anonymous. Go ahead and follow us over there. Leave a like. And check out Luke. You mentioned it earlier. The website is opinionsanonymous.com. Check out some of the new blog stuff. We, of course, have our our XFL features um, that will be going up uh, with our, our teams to follow. So the, keep an eye out for those if they're not already up. And I think those are all the plugs we have. So we're pretty much ready to wrap it up here. Um, you guys have any, any final thoughts before we go? It's great to have both of you here. Glad season three is off to a wonderful start. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. With that for Luke, for other Luke, I've been Andy. We'll see you next time on Opinions Anonymous. We miss you, Kyle. Thanks for listening to Opinions Anonymous, mate. The podcast that reminds you everyone has an opinion. Ours are just better. Cheers.